Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. power rankings and I said you know what Chris maybe you pulled the trigger a little bit too much on some of these maybe you went overboard is what I should say on some of these rankings so I just wanted to throw that out there without further ado guys we get into it we start at number 14 and something that has not changed the Vanderbilt Commodores still reside in the cellar in the 14 spot guys losing to Kentucky over the weekend and you know, Clark Lee's squad, you know, A.J. Swan, he begins to, um, you know, combat the the issues that are Vanderbilt football. I mean, A.J. Swan, three interceptions in the day. You know, Vandy, what is there really to say? You know, a game that none of us expected Vanderbilt to win. There will be opportunities for Vandy throughout the SEC schedule. But I think at this point, guys, if Vanderbilt hits the over three and a half on their win total, it's going to be a successful season. I thought, you know, you saw them punch back and jab back and give Kentucky some anxious moments in that third quarter, but we're really never in that football game. We expected Kentucky to get their revenge in Nashville, and they did so. And so for that, Vanderbilt holds on to the 14 spot. And unless Vandy pulls an upset or two, I don't see them getting out of this spot. At number 13, I've got the Auburn Tigers, and one of the biggest reasons, guys, I have them this low is the struggles offensively. I mean, it it is really, truly a problem on that side of the football for Hugh Freeze, and we heard him over the summer talking about pleading with his fan base for, for patience. Please have patience with us as we figure this thing out. I think offensively is most where he was talking about, because defensively, In the secondary, they're pretty good. But until Hugh Freeze gets his quarterback, they're going to have problems, guys. They're going to have struggles. They're going to have issues. And I just don't know if there's really an answer in that quarterback room right now with Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford and whoever the other guy guy is that they played. I just don't know that they really have an answer at the quarterback position. So, I think for Auburn this year, and of course it gets no easier, guys, they got to go to, or excuse me, they host the Georgia Bulldogs, but still have to take on the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Weirdly enough, the spread in that game is only 14 and a half. So, it makes you wonder, Hugh Freeze on the home field, right? Weird things happen at Jordan-Hare, but I got a hard time believing it's going to happen, man. And Auburn, I think, until they get things going offensively, You know, how I felt about Auburn in the preseason is kind of what I see them as right now, a team that 
you know, our, our friend Jake Crane and others in Auburn country felt like maybe an eight win or, God forbid, achieving more than that was was possible in year one of Hugh Freeze. And maybe it still is. But I've always just viewed them as, hey, it's, it's year one of a new head coach. Get to six and six. Get to bowl eligibility. That would be a success on the Plains in year one of Hugh Freeze. Number 12, I've got the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And I've got State jumping up one spot after the loss to South Carolina. And it's simply because of the quarterback position and Will Rogers. And you get him going, all of a sudden, I think the outlook on your season can change and change greatly. There is no shame, guys, losing on the road in the SEC. There's no shame in going into a hostile environment as an underdog and losing. And I think that if you're Mississippi State, although it came in a loss, and I know the running game got shut down, but I think there's positives to take away from that game. Like when you have your quarterback and Will Rogers go off the way he did and Kevin Barbe and company are able to show, hey, we're going to be able to push the right buttons here to get the best of Will Rogers and and have him shine like he's done so many times in his career at Mississippi State. I, I think that is a positive. Now, again, it gets no easier for them. They host Alabama this weekend, and I think what's a really, really intriguing game in Starkville. And I know Mississippi State fans are not going to want to hear that. They're not going to be happy with a 6-6 six and six season, or heck, maybe even 7-5 and five because of what Mike Leach is building. But State fans, you got to accept Mike Leach is no longer there, guys. Mike Leach is no longer gracing the sidelines. It is Zach Arnett's job. It is Zach Arnett's football team. It is Zach Arnett's program. And you got to get with that at least for 2023. So, that being said, I I think there's some positive signs, encouraging signs if you're a Bulldogs fan when you see the way Will Rogers played. And I think it gives you hope and it's promise for – for what the rest of the season can be. Because you look across college football, guys, it's all about offense and it's all about getting a hot quarterback. And we've talked about this a lot. When and where you play teams and is your quarterback hot or not, that's what a lot of these games are going to come down to. And so you look at a game like in Alabama, you look down the road, Ole Miss, LSU, or excuse me, they already played LSU, but Ole Miss, the rest of these games. If you have Will Rogers playing at that level, all of a sudden, you feel a little bit better about your prospects of having a really good season, guys. At number 11. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
The Gamecocks, week five opponent. I've got the Tennessee Volunteers. Is Tennessee much more capable of this number 11 ranking? Absolutely. I still think Tennessee has a lot of talent. I think offensively, Joe Milton, the array of weapons on the outside, the running game, if you will. And I think defensively, still in that front seven, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about with Tennessee. But Tennessee has just not played well, guys. Tennessee has just not, they've done nothing really all that impressive to this point. And they've got a great opportunity on Saturday night against the Gamecocks. But Joe Milton's just been kind of okay. You know, I, I think this is another case of, I don't think Joe Milton's been terrible. Like, you look at the numbers, guys, and again, Tennessee's lost one football game. And you look back at that game and like, was it really Joe Milton's fault they lost? Or was it the fact that Tennessee got dominated in the trenches? I mean, I don't think Joe Milton's been that bad, but he's been bad when you compare him to what Hendon Hooker was. And I think that's the tough thing that Tennessee fans are having a really, really difficult time adjusting to. That, that's the thing that they can't get over right now. But I have Tennessee at this slot because of just how they've played. They just, it hasn't been flashy. It hasn't been sexy. It hasn't been, and who have they beaten? I mean, Tennessee sits three and one right now, but wins over Virginia, Austin P, and a UTSA team that was out there starting quarterback. So I just still don't really know what Tennessee is right now. I don't know... We've seen them in one Power 5 game, or excuse me, two, Virginia, if you want to count them. Heck, I almost count them as FCS at this point. But we've seen Tennessee in one SEC game that was at Florida, and they got shellacked for the most part. So, big opportunity for the Bulls this weekend. 11 is where I currently have them slotted. At number 10, there will be probably some debate here, but I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks, and guys, the reason I've got Arkansas ahead of Tennessee is quarterback play. I still believe Arkansas has arguably, we'll just say, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC in K.J. Jefferson. I thought it was a valiant effort what he and that team did at LSU, given the, given the Tigers everything they wanted and then some. It goes beyond the field of play, though, what Arkansas is dealing with, right now, right? dealing with right now, guys. You heard Sam Pittman talking about deleting his Twitter and deleting his social media and the hatred that's being flung at the Hogs and the players and the coaches. and It's, it's a bit of a mess down there in Fayetteville right now. It really is. It's a mess in Hog Nation. People are upset, and there's another big-time test of what feels like a tipping point kind of game, right, for Arkansas this weekend when they take on Texas A&M in Arlington, that series. Arkansas, for whatever reason, has just not been able to win that football game. They've just not been able to beat Texas A&M. They got to get Rocket Sanders back. And I think Arkansas fans have just got to take a second, take a deep breath, let the season play out. Because things are getting very, very hostile it seems right now in hog nation arkansas number 10 
in our rankings. At number nine, and this is where a lot of the movement, guys, when I talked about last week, the maybe some of the overreactions from yours truly or, you know, slotting these teams, right, just, just pulling the trigger a little bit too quick. I, I got Florida number nine, right? I had them at number five, and they won. So why would I drop them down four spots? Well, guys, yes, Florida took down Tennessee in a big night game. That was a huge win. They looked good doing it. But I, I think Florida against Charlotte sort of came back down to earth and showed us all what they really are, right? And these teams, admittedly, guys, are so hard to figure out because I think on any given night, a home team at night in their stadium with the momentum, with the crowd support, can go out and play a fantastic ball game. I, I think any given night that could happen. But is that really who they are, or is that football team riding the momentum of the crowd and the environment, the electricity, if you will? So I don't know that Florida is quite as good as what we saw against Tennessee. I'm not saying they're as bad as what we saw against Charlotte. I think that defense is for real. I think that defense will travel, and they got a big game against Kentucky Kentucky this weekend. But I got to see the consistency from the Gators. Like, following up that big Tennessee win with a 22-7 to win over Charlotte, it's less than promising. And so, you know, Billy Napier in year two got a young program handling success and handling prosperity is something that Florida has to prove they know how to handle. And going out there and having that kind of performance against a Charlotte team that is not very good, let's call it for what it is. They got a notable head coach, but they're not very good. Having that kind of performance, it it leaves you wondering. It leaves you scratching your head. So I think Florida, you know, we we had them, I think, vaulted in the top five. That, that's not where they belong, bottom line. Florida is a middle-of-the-pack SEC team like many others, and that's okay, but let's not make them more than what they are just because they took down Tennessee in a night game in a sold-out swamp when the stars seemed to align. At number eight, I've got South Carolina staying right in that eight position. And one of the biggest reasons is this, guys. You know, I'm, I'm not diminishing the win that just took place, but the Gamecocks took down the 13th in our SEC power rankings last week, Mississippi State Bulldogs, a game in which you were favored at home. You were supposed to win. And I think South Carolina is still a team, guys, that when you got a quarterback playing like Spencer Rattler, you got a chance in every single ball game you play. When you got a Wide receiver playing like Xavier Leggett, guys, you got a chance in every single ball game you play. And if you keep that running game going with Mario Anderson, if you've actually found a running game and you can carry that on a week-in, week-out basis, well, then you're really cooking offensively. But now for the first time in the Shane Beamer era, the defense looks to be a real liability. And I will say to that point, though, give credit. I think the Gamecocks are actually much better at least thus far, against the run this season. But make no mistake, this is not a good defense. Top to bottom, this is not a good South Carolina defense. And I know what the schedule says, and I understand the, 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 the difficulty of the opponents played, the quarterbacks, what have you, but 
I'm selling my stock on Clayton White's defense. I, I just I think South Carolina is going to have to continue to outscore opponents to win. That's not to say the defense is not going to make a big play here and there and and keep Carolina in games and heck maybe even do enough to win a ball game. But the secondary is suspect. The linebacker play is average. And the defensive front, give them credit, has been much more active over the last two weeks. But I still have my questions. All that to say, in a crowded middle of the pack, the Gamecocks have something that many of these other teams wish they had. That is arguably the best quarterback in the SEC. With the way Spencer Rattler is playing right now, you got to like your chances if you're the Gamecocks. And, but for right now, I, I, I just there's more opportunities for South Carolina to jump up this list. You got a big one in Neyland this weekend. But right now, again, I go back to the full body of work. Two and two with two wins over FCS Furman and bottom of the barrel Mississippi State. The opportunity to move up these rankings is coming very soon for South Carolina. But it's not time to do so yet. Eight is the correct ranking for them at this point. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it. Whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. At number seven, I've got the Texas A&M Aggies. 
a dominating win over the Auburn Tigers. And I know, again, a team than Auburn that we have 13th in this power poll in these power rankings this week. But I think Texas A&M, the most encouraging thing, guys, was defensively just the pure and utter domination in that football game, right? Defense was the thing that gave them the problem against Miami, and that is the reason they lost. I think we all believe the offense is going to be fine with Bobby Petrino. Things seem to be clicking, even if Connor Wegman can't go. What a luxury it is to have a backup like Max Johnson who can come in, throw a pair of touchdowns, and win you a football game. So, you know, Texas A&M is a football team that they're still not perfect. But folks will ask, Chris, why is A&M ahead of South Carolina? Call me crazy if you like, but when I look at the body of work, when I look at these two football teams, give me the football team that's been recruiting at a top five level and has talent stacked top to bottom, and it's starting to click over the team in South Carolina that I still feel like at this point Shane Beamer is squeezing blood out of a rock in, in, in different parts of the football team and getting the absolute most out of the limited talent that he has. So, Texas A&M right now. <clears throat> I've got them in the seven spot and a big, big game this weekend to stay in that spot or move up as they take on Arkansas in Arlington. At number six, I've got the Ole Miss Rebels, guys. I, not a big drop-off for Ole Miss here. Not a big drop-off for Ole Miss. This is more so due to the respect that I have for Alabama. And I know, I know, I sound like a hypocrite, but I'm going to get there in just a second. Going on the road to Tuscaloosa, I never expected Ole Miss to get that W. I never expected Ole Miss to go into Bryant-Denny Stadium and take down the great Nick Saban, right? I, I just, I think it's going to take more than that, right? It, it, it's it's going to take more than that to knock Nick Saban off his perch and, and really, truly take down the beast of the West, if you will. And I think the question this week now has, has Ole Miss hit their ceiling under Lane Kiffin, right? Is there is there any more Lane Kiffin can do at Ole Miss? And I think the answer, guys, it, it might be no. I, I think, honestly, like a nine-win ceiling, Lane Kiffin might have hit that. That might be the ceiling at Ole Miss. But that's still good enough, I think, to be considered a top half of the SEC team. I still like Jackson Dart a lot. I still like Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, they've got to get him going. There's no question. They've got to get him going. they got to get those weapons going on the outside as well. Uh, you know, defensively, I, I didn't think Ole Miss was terrible in that football game. I think Ole Miss simply, guys, just missed their opportunities. They had opportunities in that football game to, to stay in it with Bama, maybe even win the football game, just were not able to take advantage. I don't think that one game defines Ole Miss. I, I can name 10 or 11 other SEC teams that would have lost that game to Alabama on Saturday. So I'm not punishing Ole Miss to the level in which I'm sure some folks think I should, I'm still bullish on Ole Miss, and that's why they're remaining in the sixth spot for me. At number five, I got the Kentucky Wildcats, man. And I know they haven't looked great. We're going to find out a lot more this weekend, right? We're going to find out a lot more because Kentucky's a team that 
the way they're winning is not impressing people. Um, really sloppy against lesser than competition. Even in the Vandy game, right? Even in the Vandy game, there's some statistics out there that would tell some folks that, you know, maybe they're they're not winning at such a great clip or that game should have been closer or, you know, what. Guys, you got a hard time convincing me that, well, maybe Kentucky shouldn't have won the game when they won by 17 points, right? That's a pretty tough argument to sell to me. But, guys, all Kentucky does is keep winning. They're 4-0. How are you going to bump a team down substantially that just continues to win? And so this is a show-me weekend for Kentucky. Taking on Florida, this is a show-me weekend, no doubt. This is a weekend in which, okay, if you're actually the team, Kentucky, that we think you are with Barry and Brown and Dane Key on the outside and, you know, all, all these transfer portal additions you picked up, Devin Leary out of the portal at the quarterback position, like this is the weekend to show it. And so as we get into SEC play, right, we really pick things up in conference play. That's the case for a lot of these teams. But until they lose, guys, I, I cannot move Kentucky down. All they do is win. Why should Kentucky be punished for beating the teams on their schedule? You want to argue the schedule's laughable? You want to argue that, you know, the schedule is BS and, and it's unfair? That Well, that's an argument we can have. But Kentucky's 4-0. They were in the top half of my rankings to start the year. Until they lose, guys, I'm not bumping them out. And I'm still bullish on Kentucky, admittedly, and still think they can be one of the best teams in the SEC East. Speaking of giving credit where credit's due, number four, I've got the Missouri Tigers. Many folks will look at this and scoff, but guys, if anybody deserves it, it's Missouri. They've got a top 25 win on their resume. They just took down Memphis, and they sit undefeated. And guess what? They've got Vandy this weekend. Missouri is probably going to be 5-0 and when LSU comes to town. At some point, guys, you have to give credit. And I know, you know, it's, it's, it's weird with Missouri. I, I've been thinking about this, guys, admittedly. Trying to figure out why SEC fan bases, why do SEC fan bases not want to give Missouri credit? Like, at some point, there's a couple of SEC fan bases out there who have these these losing streaks to Mizzou. And Missouri has gotten the better of their program more often than not over the last couple of years. Missouri has been more SEC championships than some of the SEC fan bases out there that undermine them. I don't really understand where the disrespect comes from. Is it because they're in the Midwest? Is it because they, you know, are, are the newest member? Is it because... Like, what is it? Is it because their stadium's smaller than some others? Is it because, like, I don't understand why we can't give Missouri credit. Like, I'm someone, guys, I doubted Missouri two weeks in a row. They've earned this position. Right now, Missouri's the second best team in the SEC East. Bottom line, point blank, end of conversation. They are. Until proven otherwise, Missouri's the second best team in the SEC East. Is that where they're going to finish? I'm not telling you that. But Brady Cook's playing at a high level. They've got the running game going. Luther Burden is quietly one of the best playmakers in the SEC. And defensively, while they have not been dominant, guys, this is still a veteran defense that's played at a really, really, really high level 
over the last couple of years. Like, it's all there from a zoo. And so I just, I don't understand why folks are so skeptical on Missouri. And I was one that was, admittedly, but, I mean, the Tigers have done everything, guys. They, they've done everything to deserve this. Their resume speaks for it. And I think deservedly so. They sit at number four in our rankings. At number three. This is probably going to be the largest jump or largest movement we will ever have in these power rankings. Because admittedly, guys, I overreacted. Admittedly, guys, I was overzealous in my power rankings last week. I can admit that. I'm, I'm a man. Listen, I'm man enough to admit it. I'm man enough to admit when I mess up, when I screw up, when I do wrong. So Alabama and Alabama fans... I apologize to you all. I apologize for overreacting to your poorest performance against South Florida. To be fair, I will say this. With Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner at quarterback, this team is the 12th or 13th best team in the SEC. Like, I I would not be surprised if you put Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner as the starting quarterback of this football team, this team probably goes 6-6. and Maybe seven and five. Like, that's how bad those two guys are. So the bad news is this. If you have to go to them, you're in a world of hurt. But the good news is this. You got somebody else. And his name is Jalen Milrow. And while it was a comedy of errors early on, he steadied the ship. And I think you're seeing the line of scrimmage come together. I think you're seeing Alabama get back to play in the bully ball, right? It's not quite there. And I think when, when, they, when they play these top-tier teams in the SEC – the LSUs of the world. We'll see what happens against Mississippi State. Not saying they're top tier, but, you know, I don't, I don't think Alabama is going to be this bully ball, what they talked about in the offseason. But, guys, Bama still has one of the best rosters in college football. They've still got one of the best, right? They've still got one of the best rosters in college football. And that was a vintage Alabama win that we saw on Saturday, right? Winning with dominant defense. And here's the thing. The first half, that was where Ole Miss should have gotten them. Because once you let Alabama get some confidence and get their feet back under them and realize, wait a minute, we're Alabama. We're still really, really, really good. We're still really good, right? Once you let that happen, Bama's got the talent to beat anybody. So, When you look at these power rankings and where Alabama deserves to be, like I told you guys, the power rankings are devised up of different things. It's not just all about Team A would beat Team B if they played on a neutral field, but that does have a factor. And so you look at all these teams below Bama at three. Is it fair to say they'd beat every one of them? I I mean... I think there's an argument that they would. And so, Alabama fans, Crimson Tide Nation, I apologize for slotting you all so low because admittedly that was overzealous. Admittedly that was probably not even deserved. But we all make mistakes. Alabama, number three on my list. At number two, I've got the LSU Tigers, guys, the Bayou Bengals. Listen, as we said before, 
I, I think the days of style points in the SEC are gone. It is about survive and advance. Survive and advance. With the parity that we're seeing in college football, the parity that we're seeing in the SEC, just find a way to win, guys. Just find a way to win. There's no such thing as an ugly win. There's no such thing as it. So, LSU on the home field in a rivalry game, guys, right? I I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than folks were giving it credit for. 17 and a half was that spread. I thought, you know what? Battle the golden boot. Arkansas is going to give them their best shot, and they did. But the bottom line is this. LSU holds on. I think still right now they are the second best team in the SEC. I like what I've seen from them more than what I've seen from Alabama. I know that... Both have a loss, but right now, I still have LSU as my second best team in the SEC. And guys, at number one, the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, They'll have an opportunity this weekend, guys, to really show folks how good they are. Georgia's going to have an opportunity to, to remind not just the SEC, but all of college football that they are still the kings of it. Because Georgia, it feels like it's just been kind of kind of cruising through this first month of the season. And I told you guys this in the preseason, like it's a shame that we have to wait so long for these teams to prove themselves. Like I I don't know why so many of these teams love to schedule three or four non-conference games to open the season. And it's like we get to October and it's like half these teams, we don't even know what they are. That'll change Saturday though. Georgia Heading to the Plains, going to Auburn. It's going to be a, you know, people, 14 and a half point spread. Oh, what does Hugh Freeze have in store? I think Georgia has a great opportunity to prove to everyone. Offensively, defensively, special teams across the board that they're still the kings of the SEC. Ho-hum performance against UAB over the weekend. Some tense moments early, but not really. Georgia pulls away. Carson Beck, very good in that football game. I think you're going to see Georgia get more healthy this week. And I think Georgia is going to be as fired up to play in any game they've had this season, if not more so. But until they get knocked off, guys, as I mentioned, Georgia, not just the kings of the SEC, but the kings of college football as well. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.